Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. <laughs> Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I'm Judith Bender. I'm one of the amazing weight loss coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And today we are going to be talking about people saying words. Mm. Oh, Sonia. <laughs> And words they say, right? And they're just words. Yeah. The value and the meaning we assign them. Yes. And why it matters. Yes. That's the gold right there. The value and the meaning that we assign the words people say. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we get to the end today, we're going to hopefully help you to understand that people say words all day long. And those words are always, always neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Because different people will think differently about those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, when we, when we started this uh, with this topic, I, I immediately thought of the saying that we hear as children, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the reason that that saying is true or when it is true is because we don't assign meaning and value to their words. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get a visual on the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I mean, there you go. It's optional. Yeah. Yeah. If you do hurt it, it's, it's on you. So we've got five points that we're going to try to hit today and get them all in. So, so let's get started. And the first point that we wanted to bring up when we think about the words that people say is that words people say, like I said, they're neutral, mm-hmm. which means they are never about you. Mm-hmm. There's usually some kind of issue that they have that makes them say or do whatever it is. Right. You know, in particular, I'm, I think in, in this particular case is it's sometimes where like hurt people hurt people. They say words that are intentionally hurtful because they are hurting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's great value. I think so many of us see that. And uh, you had, we were doing a little pre-gaming and you had mentioned about like with your kids, did you ever have to, you know, help your kids with this? And while I'm sure I must have, I just can't draw upon any experience from that. But um, how many of us have recognized someone or know someone you can tell mm. when someone is hurting and they are saying words that are intentionally coming from them that are coming from a place of hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think about, um, there was a girl that I went to school with from first grade all the way through school. And she, she took any opportunity she could when we were young mm-hmm. to say very ugly things to me. Oh. And it, it, it really did. It hurt a lot of the time, but in retrospect, after I grew up and kind of could look back at the situation, I realized that her, she had somebody, a family member who was also in school with us, who was like the popular girl. 
mm-hmm. and they ended up always being compared. And, you know, so I think that's exactly what was happening with her. She had to, the hurt she was feeling, she was transferring to me and I was an easy target right? because, you know, I was the fat kid and I was, you know, so it was, it, I was an easy target for her. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, at the time it just hurt. It didn't, you know, I didn't realize it. Now I do. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Oh, now here goes my brain. Now I'm traveling, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about stories. Um, I remember in fifth grade, um, maybe sixth grade, I was mentoring. Like it was part of our job was to like being in the beta club. We would work with, I'm not sure if it was kindergartners or third graders with math. He was, he was a, he was a small child, regardless of whatever age group yeah. this was, maybe he was a third grader and he looked like a kindergartner. Oh uh, yeah. But what I remember was he had a lot of energy and a lot of disconnect. Isn't that funny? I can remember like from that age and yeah. every time he saw me in the hallway, you know, so many other kids in my group were getting hugs from their, um, little buddies, right. Little buddy that you mentored Mm -hmm. and mine would yell, there's fat Judith, there's fat Judith. And I swear I can remember just being like, what is wrong with this kid? Mm -hmm. Who does he think he is? Like it was (laughs) still, I still feel that way. Like I had compassion. I know I did in the moment, but it, it, um, it was not fun. Yeah. No, Uh no. And that leads right into our next point mm-hmm. that whatever the words are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they can't hurt us mm-hmm. without our permission. Right. You know, so uh, it's, it's interesting to me that your first thought was what's wrong with him. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. But I think I also had the realization that he probably didn't come from a family like I did. Yeah. You know, there was something different in how he grew up because I was a nice kid. I really worked hard on helping him. Yeah. Like he was lucky to have me. Right. <laughs> and and that's that's the thing. Usually if somebody's words are hurting us, we aren't coming from that place that he was lucky to have me or she's lucky to know me. There's a feeling of lack that we're experiencing. Right. The buy-in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like with me, I totally bought into it because it was an easy story to believe that I was fat and I wasn't pretty. And, you know, all of this, these things, I just bought right into it. Mm. Um, it, it takes our permission for somebody's words to hurt us. And I think it's interesting when somebody insults us or says something that, that we think they're insulting us. Sometimes we don't even know for sure. But if it's something that we don't feel a lack in, you know, if, if, if it's an insult that just doesn't hit the mark, I mean, if somebody looked at me and said, well, you're stupid, I, that wouldn't affect me because I am very confident, mm-hmm. you know, in what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. they could say I'm stupid about something, but you know, <laughs> But what we don't know because, (laughs) oh no, there's plenty of things I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? If we know when it doesn't hit the mark, then that, that's, that insult is just going to kind of bounce off. Yeah. It's when it hits a sore spot where there's some truth. Yeah. 
like, unlike the time in college when uh, I had just, you know, I had been up and down on the scale, but I remember there's nothing like a, a, a young man screaming from the tallest dormitory, eat a salad. Oh like my I, I remember, I re, you know, I did, I, I just remember shame. Like I'm the only one around. Right. And just feeling immediate. Like he is yelling that to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a different version. Yeah. I did not have that fifth or sixth grade version of me. Like what's wrong with him? I bought in, in that moment, I was like, Ooh, yeah, this is embarrassing. This is, but it's, you know, in looking back, there was some issue that he had that was fueling that, you know, the (laughs) need to do that, the need to do that was some lack that he was feeling. Which is a common, um, I don't even know how to approach this. Like men that come from, you know, that how we will say when they're coming from a place of black. They're yes. compensating for their own insecurities. Yeah. You know, I, my brain just went all kinds of places. You were pulling me back in, Sonia. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, but I, I want to, you know, it is easy for us to realize that it's their issue, that they're coming from a place of lack, and then we want to retaliate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy for us to want to insult them in some way, like make it some part of a, well, you're just trying to overcompensate or the, the inverse, right. Or the, the flip side of that would be, we turn it in on ourselves, which Mm -hmm. I think so many women, like we do, like I turned that hurt in on myself. Yeah. I made it mean so much more. Yeah. I love the words. Mm -hmm. And either of those. I would say that either of those is an incorrect response to turn around and try to insult him (laughs) or to turn it in and really soak in that shame, you know, Mm -hmm. have, have a little pity party for yourself. Mm -hmm. Either of those is not the best way to deal with these words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm still thinking (laughs) like, I'm thinking about that college version of me. I'm like, I don't know how I would have handled it. Even today. It still brings that feeling of shame. I can feel it. Yes. Someone yelling. Yeah. Immediately. The avoiding of going out around those dorms again, or, you know, cause it was the boys all or whatever. Right. I'm not sure. What would you, what would you have coached me on? How <laughs> now I would, I would say, and this happens to be our third point. Hmm. The, the first thing we want to do is, is have a little gut check moment. And allow yourself to really feel your reaction, right? To those words. What am I feeling? And probably, I would guess that 20-year-old Judith probably didn't immediately say, oh, well, there's the shame. Oh, no. It was like, you know, that get me in my room, get me in my dorm room. Like I, I, like if I could have disappeared in that moment, yes, I would have just, just beam me up, Scotty, get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's often, you know, we have those gut reactions and I guess it's, it's our lower brains. There's that whole fight or flight kind of thing. And so that's our, that's our immediate response, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our yeah. amygdala. That's what I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah, I think my amygdala was coming online in college because I yeah. sure didn't feel it much before then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so we have that fight or flight kind of response. And both of those are lower brain kinds of responses. And normal, like, yes, normal. absolutely. Like there's, you know, we didn't, I didn't have the skill set. Yeah. Deal with that feeling. Then it was my first experience with the amygdala online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Telling me to get out of there. Danger. Yeah. This is danger. You have done something wrong. You are wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so w- I would encourage you, we would encourage you when you have a reaction to words, whatever they are, whether it's somebody at work, whether it's somebody screaming something out of a dorm, anywhere in between, you know, your lower brain is going to be the first thing to react. That's what it was created to do because we are suddenly unsafe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We we are suddenly looking for a way out. (laughs) Beam me up. Yeah. So it's either a fight or a flight typically either beam me up or I'm going to shoot something back to you to hurt you. Mm -hmm. But this is the moment when you let your prefrontal cortex Mm -hmm. have it, have a minute, Mm -hmm. right? This is a minute when I would say to practice that, you know, putting your hand Mm -hmm. on your chest, I'm safe right now. Yeah. I am safe right now. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. And really examine what is this reaction I'm having? Is it shame? And if so, why? Mm. It was just a natural response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very common. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling shame as long as you can name it. Right. Because when you name it and you, um, you open yourself up to the feeling and then witness the feeling. It's just the body has that energy that needs to be released yeah, because yeah. you've had a thought, right. That caused the feeling and the feeling is just a vibration in the body from the chemical cocktail and the best, most healthy, natural thing you could do for your, for yourself is to name it, open up to it and witness the feeling. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Don't judge yourself for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, your reaction, you couldn't have stopped it <laughs> or no, Mm-mm. because it is your lower brain. You, you know, that's, that's, that reaction's out of the bag before you have time to think about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you can then stop and process. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm shaking my head for those on the, <laughs> and, you know, then spend some time. The next point is to spend some time examining whatever your reaction is. Take a look at it. You know, looking back, I know that many times when I've had those, when somebody has said something and I've made it mean something about me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is because I have some thought work that I need to do. I have some thoughts that are moving through that have been on loop since I was at least in first grade. Mm-hmm. Mm. And mm. so it's good to know that those are still playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm thinking about, you know, it's been a while. Like, I don't even know, like being in public, mm-hmm. someone would shout something like that. At, at, I don't know. It's very, um, yeah. I, and sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't even have to say those words. This is about words that people say to us, but sometimes we can just think that they're thinking those things. Oh, 
<laughs> right. Right. Overhearing other people make comments, personalizing it, thinking it's about you. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. Absolutely don't know what that, it, who they meant that comment. Like, I don't know that they were shouting at me. <laughs> I think they were because I think I was the only one. I certainly in that moment made it all about me. Who else needs to eat a salad but me? Right. Yeah. There could have been somebody over there with a big old hamburger. Right. And you just didn't see him. (laughs) So what, what does this reaction mean? And what does it mean to me in this moment? How can I, how can I make it mean something that will help me grow? Mm instead of something that's going to keep me in this small wanting to hide in the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think as getting older helps a lot, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I am having no problem tapping into that moment for the, for the record. No. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I, you know, we, we can all tap into those embarrassing moments, those shameful moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can pull those up really easily, Mm -hmm. but let's try tapping into some positive moments too. That's, that's not really what, what this, what this one is about, but it's, if we can tap into those negative moments, we can also tap into positive memories. So, you know, we can always replace them with those. But, you know, of course it's what I made that, that comment mean, because it of was course. innocent enough. Eat a yeah. salad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe they, I should be a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Worried about your cholesterol. Right. Something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So we can't guess other people's reactions. And I, you know, this, this goes back to my favorite point to make. It is a waste of time and energy to try to. Yes. Oh gosh, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> I like to save that emotional energy. It, it's so true. And it's so easy though, to just, I, I'm, I'm just finding myself like thinking now about what the, what a difference having thought work makes. Like I really don't, and maybe it's because what I do, like listening to people and picking out thoughts and the nature, like it just, yes. I just feel so far, so far, maybe I don't want to say removed, but like words are just words. Yeah. Yeah. They're neutral. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are neutral in, in your world and making them mean something is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. take them as, as neutral. The last point that we have is, is something that we've, we've kind of touched on, um, but it's also going to lead to, uh, to next week's topic. And that's, you always get to decide how you're going to handle people's words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get to decide if you're going to let the amygdala take over mm-hmm. and you're going to you know, go back and hide in your cubicle and shame, or if you're going to rush out and try to wound that person the way you were wounded, or you can examine your reaction, try to figure out why these words have affected you this way, and then move forward to a cleaner place. There you go. (laughs) I feel like I'm at a cleaner place. I did. I did 
have no trouble going back there. But I was also thinking about, you know, like the collective experience made me think about anxiety, mm-hmm. um, how, you know, being the amygdala coming online. I do remember feeling that a very intense feeling of shame Yeah, and how easily after college things were just much more. I just felt things at a different level than I never, never felt in high school or growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Anyway, just a little bonus there about coach Judith. Well, and I mean, we all, it's, it's good to look at that because there are a lot of things depending on our age coming online. Once we're more mature, I was joking about, you know, our age there, there are lots of things that, you know, I I might go somewhere without makeup frequently now Mm -hmm. where when I was 20, I would have never done that. Seriously. Mm, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because there's different things that we care about, different things that we think about my values, mm. you know, are, are different. The meaning that I make about myself, my looks are different. Mm. So I think as those values and things change, it, it also gives us the opportunity to mature and realize that we get to decide how we're going to take what we're going to do with the things people say and how we realize ultimately it's just our thoughts. It, it's, it's mind blowing. Are we making this too simple? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this just, it is simple for us. I think because we yeah. practice it every day. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I'm sitting here head tripping. Like I, I coach people all day long on their thoughts, but when it comes to like talking about it and listening and having this moment with you, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's so simple. Like, why do we have to talk? Why, why do we have to talk about this? Oh yeah. Because we've been doing this. We have that gift. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people let words, other people's words trip them up all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they let it victimize them. They let it traumatize them. And and we are giving our power to those people every time we do that. Mm-hmm. I know when, when I'm coaching someone and they keep going back to, well, so-and-so said, and I'm like, is this really the person you want to give your power to? Is this the person you want to decide how you're going to do your job or how you're going to spend your day mm-hmm. when you go home angry? The person who said those words, they're not having any problem at all because they've moved on. Or if they are somebody who's mean, then they've wounded you just like they were trying to. Mm-hmm. Either way, you've given them your power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. So we want to encourage you to keep the power for yourself, to not allow things that people say or that you think they might have said <laughs> or thought. <laughs> Stay out of people's thought bubbles. Yes. Don't make things about yourself. You know, we, I don't think we've mentioned this book. This, this makes me think of, of the book, um, the four agreements. Oh yeah. Such a good book to mention and draw in. And we didn't, we didn't even pregame on this, Yeah, but you know, being impeccable with your word, taking nothing personally, um, always do your best. And I'll think of the fourth one here in a minute. Um, yeah, just, it's know. such a good, uh, I think it's Ron or Don Ruiz. Yes. The four agreements. Um, it's like a four hour listen on audiobook, and it's an easy read. And I just love the simplicity yeah. of 
of the information and it's because it's kind of told like the Toltec Indian language, you know, so it's got a mystical vibe to it, but a simplicity that you can't argue with. Yeah. I guess when, when I practice being impeccable with my word, which is, which is one of them, you know, it also, I'm not so quick to judge others and assume that they're trying to wound me with their words. Exactly. That's like, that's like from a place of authority of yourself. Yes. When you're impeccable with your word, you are also with yourself and others. Yes. Yeah. You give other people the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. I'm, I'm Googling it real quick. Oh, don't make assumptions. The fourth one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So again, it goes right with that. Mm-hmm. impeccable with your word, take it. Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you are immune to the opinions of actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Yes. And don't make assumptions and always do your best. Yeah. There you go. And ultimately this, uh, this goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago about minding your own business. Mm -hmm. When, when you are focused on doing the things, not making assumptions on being your, doing your best in your world, it really does cut down on the assumptions you make about other people, right? It's the whole thing of staying in your lane, keep your eyes on your own paper, do your best, let everybody else don't get in other people's business. Yeah. If somebody says something about me nine times out of 10, the first thing I do is think, huh, I wonder what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. I don't think, wow, they have hurt me and now I can't go on. I'm going to have a horrible day. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's going on with them. And that's the place that I encourage you to get to, because there is a peace there. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and it's, and it's looking at them and like, it's clearly like even my ability at the, at the third grade kid, like yeah. what's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there something that I can do to help make their mm-hmm. day better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing, the best thing I can do for both of us in this situation is to just let it be. Yeah. Just not worth my time or attention. Yeah. Because this is clearly not about me moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. Anything else? Oh, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Always do your best. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> and next week, we're going to talk about victim mentality. Mm-hmm. This, uh, as we were talking today, we thought, you know, this is going to lead right in to that whole idea of victim mentality. So if this is something you're working on, then just remember, isn't about you. People need, you know, you have to give your permission for words to hurt you, allow yourself to feel your reaction, examine that reaction. And the choice is always yours. You get to decide how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. You get to decide if it ruins your day or if it's just, another thing that happens and you're moving on Mm because you've got your own goals to worry about. And be mindful when you do share with your words, what someone else said with others, Mm -hmm. be mindful of if you're on Facebook and you're making comments. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to, to think before you make assumptions 
about what others have said or, or what you're making their words mean and what you're jumping in on. Yeah. That's I I've seen, I've seen that happen a few times lately. And what ultimately, what is your goal there? Mm -hmm. Because often it's just stirring the pot to, Mm -hmm. you know, why, why is it, this is one of those where you bring in your hmm question. So if you find yourself wanting to reach out and post on social media about this or take it to a bigger platform, sit down for a minute and say, hmm, Hmm. what am I trying to get from this? What is it that makes me feel like taking this to social media is going to benefit me Hmm. in some way? And just pull out your curiosity there. Yeah. And, and even examining, if you're going to go that far, why not ask, what is it about this person's words that I'm taking so personally? Why am I choosing to make this about me? Yeah. Like what, what part of me needs this needs to address this? Yes. Because I'm ready to uh, work on this and not have this mean anything about me. This is my work to do. Yeah. And like I said, I promise you the benefit, the time and energy you will save will be absolutely worth just dropping it in the trash right there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Okay. So if you are looking for a coach right now, I have a few spots left. You can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And if you wanted to work with me, I've got about a two to four week waiting period, but you can find me on the one-on-one coaching program with no BS weight loss program. If you're probably listening to this, you probably know where to find me. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) right. You probably know where to find both of us, but just a reminder, Mm. we also want to remind you and and thank you for those reviews that are coming in. We appreciate them. So nice. And we want to remind you, if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, if you would jump on over to wherever you get that podcast and give us a five-star review, we would appreciate it. That helps other people find us easier too. So there you go. Until next week, words are neutral, folks. (laughs) But we love you. Those words aren't neutral. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. We love our listeners and that is not neutral. That's full of, full of all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good meaning to it. That's why we (laughs) do this, right, Sonia? It is. Every week. So so we could get together and share the love. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.